All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Hi, guys. Hello, guys. Hi. Guess what? We have um, two weeks to Christmas. Woo! That really snuck up on us. <laughs> I really hope y'all are ready. Oh, my not, goodness. But, you know. I'm I know. Ready. This weekend, I'm going to have to finish everything or try. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I like I was saying when we were off air. I'm waiting on things to come, and they're just like super late. So I'm just like having anxiety. So I'm like hoping. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm hoping things get here when they when they get here. So that's right. And my boys yeah. are really into the anime, so I have to order like a lot of their gifts like internationally. So okay. I really like order like so early just because I know like if it's coming from China or Japan. Mm-hmm. Oh goodness. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, we hope you all had a good uh week last week. Um mm-hmm. to recap um last week's episode, uh, we talked about having a blue Christmas during these COVID times and um how people could be feeling down right now um about, you know, having to be away from loved ones and stuff during the holiday season. Mm-hmm. And how we can combat those, you know, Christmas blues and anxiety during COVID. Um, I hope you all took something away from that. I know I did. Um, mm-hmm. so, yeah. you know, I, I, it's still tough. It's tough. And as they say, you know, winter is quote unquote going to be dark. Yes. It's dark winter, they say. Um, things might not, you know, health wise, people might not be in the best of health. Um, so, you know, we just got to just stay prayerful and just yes. you know, mm-hmm. stay positive and yeah. you know, do the best that we can as far as, you know, um, just still being trying to be in the holiday spirit despite things going on. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm glad we did that episode. And so different when you just think about a year ago today, our mm-hmm. Christmas podcast were completely about just kind of like movies and you know that cheer, that Christmas cheer that we all know and love. And we definitely want to still keep our podcast light, but we would be remiss if we didn't touch on that because it's affected us all so deeply, and some of us yes. in a very personal way. So yeah, I'm really mm-hmm. I hope that you guys you know, we're able to get a little something from that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And so in our watching romance section, we talked about Christmas movies that were coming up this week. Um, well, last week and this week, some some earlier this week. Um, we were talking about Christmas in Evergreen with Holly Robinson Pete. Um, I saw that one. It was really, really, really good. I can't wait to see it. I have it recorded. <laughs> it was good. And then I also saw Christmas Together with it was the Fox. Um, Ion was on December 5th. Ion was having like a whole Vivica Fox marathon. What? Are you serious? Yes, of all her Christmas movies. It was so good. I love the Christmas Cruise. I think that's one of her movies. I really enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. Husband for Christmas. Yes, I love a husband for Christmas. (laughs) I love her movies. Yes, me too. Yes, I'm like a whole um, marathon. Mm -hmm. And then December 4th. Um, Mariah Carey had her Christmas special on Apple TV, which I watched, and it was so good. Of course, but, it was. She's the queen of Christmas. <laughs> I gotta yeah. watch that too. Mm-hmm. Yes, and folks were standing because it was. She finally partnered with Ariana Grande, and they gave us the whistle vocals that we always wanted. Oh my goodness! Uh, yeah, her and Jennifer Hudson and Ariana Grande, and it was so good such good singing and her kids were in it and oh, okay. oh my god it was it was adorable it was adorable and then uh we also did like a gospel special um funny enough it featured um the guy we talked about um from the walls family that was that was uh outed um, oh okay yeah the walls family was on there some other gospel folks um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Clark, the clark sisters and 
uh, one of the oh, Erica Campbell from Mary Mary and so okay. all the different gospel people. It was pretty good. Um, it was hosted by uh, uh, Devon Franklin and Megan okay. Good, who are married. Okay. Oh, I love them. Yeah, we yeah. talked about them in one of our in our couples that we that we love. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're, so, they're so cute. She looks so pretty, and mm-hmm. you know, they make a very nice, attractive couple. Um, mm-hmm. and then it was really good. Um, some other things that were on TV were a Christmas surprise with Wendy Raquel Robinson. It was on BET. It was funny as crap, dude. It was well, Wendy is so funny. So anything it she does, so I just Her enjoy. And Keisha Sharp had such good chemistry. Oh my and, god, is that Monica? Yeah, so I love her. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to give that away if you haven't seen it, but it was so doggone funny. Um, oh, I think I have that recorded. Yeah. Okay. And then finally, Meet Me at Christmas Eve with Kyla Pratt on Lifetime. I know you saw that. We could talk about that one later. Okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was, was real cute. cute. It was real cute. Mm-hmm. And in the Ruby Romance uh, section, I gave um, talked about a few more, you know, Christmas uh, um movie well books rather um mm-hmm. one was naughty and nasty by sabrina <laughs> did nasty. you ever did you ever listen to it i did <laughs> no i didn't but i love the title you have to i'm gonna send you a free thing for audible for like a free okay. for audible right now they're having a special that's like six months for like four dollars Oh, and so good. you know, this will be the time for you to listen to all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, I also mentioned a great book that's not really about Christmas, but it's um, How to Fail and Flirting by Denise Williams, which I read quite some time ago, but it came out earlier part of December, which is an excellent book, which tackled a serious subject such as domestic violence and stalking and things like that. But it also had some hopefulness and some you know, lightheartedness and some mm-hmm. joy at the end of the book. So um, it was really, really good. And shout out to her for that book. But okay, anyway, cool. what's, what's hot in these uh, streets? <laughs> <laughs> so what's hot in the streets? Well, in really good news, um, singer Jeremiah um, recently was released from the hospital after y'all remember he was battling COVID mm-hmm. and he came forward. Mm-hmm. And it really kind of rocked the, you know, the entertainment, you know, R&B community, because I think he was like the first R&B singer to come forward with it. Um, and it didn't sound like he was doing too well. You know, it sounded mm-hmm. like things kind of got a little bit precarious, but he came forward and he said he's doing fine. He's stable. He was released from the hospital. So thank God for that. He's doing fine and he'll be able to celebrate the holidays with his family. And he made it through. So that is great news. And we're very, very happy about that. And more sobering news. I don't know if you guys know Brandy Boyd and Max Lux. I had no idea who she was until she was basically on a couple of seasons of Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. I believe it was Hollywood. She was basically friends with Ray J. And she's been in some videos. I don't necessarily want to say that she's a video vixen. Not that there's anything wrong with that label, but just more so that I don't know how much of her career she did videos. I, I remember seeing her and a couple of videos from like the 90s but i you know she's still video vixens is that like a job or is it an instagram model i think probably they probably probably instagram models get selected to be in videos and things like that i don't think Mm. it's not like the early 2000s the 90s where your full job was like video vixen like you know what's her name melissa ford and all them and Buffy the Body, right. They're all doing so many things. And since videos aren't really popular like they were. 
So yeah, I really don't know what Ramsey Boyd does, but she was a very feisty lady on Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. And one of the things that I remember most was in that her storyline was her and her child's father, Max Lux, who I believe is a music producer. They were always arguing. It was always very contentious. They'd been together for a while. They share, I believe, one or two children who were young. And just always a lot of drama and arguing. And she would be, he would storm out the house and slam the door and hop in his car. And I remember one time she ran down, you know, ran after the car and jumped on the hood. You know, it was a lot of stuff like that, you know. And anyway, so most recently, she basically went on Instagram Live and captured the audio of an argument they were having. And it was very chilling. There was a lot of kind of talk of, you know, it sounded like there was some domestic violence. You didn't necessarily hear the violence happening, but there was kind of like arguing back and forth and him shouting things and she shouting, you're not going to hit me again. And so very, very disturbing. The children were heard crying in the background, just very haunting. And so that was live. And then I guess as, you know, per usual with these celebrities and she kind of came forward and put out, did another live and was kind of like, guys, you know, I just want to, you know, address what y'all heard. And it wasn't like that. Oh, no, actually, before that, she posted from her account something like, oh, Max has never put his hands on me. And in fact, I put my hands on him and I know it was wrong. And a lot of fans were speculating that it didn't sound like her, didn't sound like her tone at all. And just it was an oddly worded message. And they Mm -hmm. speculated that perhaps he had posted it. But fast forwarding ahead, so she came on IG Live and was just kind of backtracking and was just like, we've never had any, you know, violence and what y'all heard. There was more to it. You only heard part of the the dialogue. And then she proceeded to kind of like, you know, pan the camera over her arms and legs and say in her face and neck, there's no bruises, guys. He's not putting his hands on me. I'm totally okay. I'm fine. It just was kind of sad. You know what I mean? It, it felt very because, sad because... because you don't have bruises doesn't mean you're not being abused. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Verbal, emotional. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's some physical. In the audio, there was definitely physical being alluded. She was saying, you're not going to hit me again. You're not going to hit... So it just, it just really sucked. It, it made me sad. And, mm-hmm. you know, obviously we know those kinds of situations are very, very hard to detract yourself from, especially yeah. if you're financially dependent, um, your partner, especially if there's young children involved. It just sucks. And, um, you know, we just wish her the best and praying yes. for her, for her safety. Because, you know, those situations do end up in death. They really do, do. a lot of the times. Yeah. And I, I think, do. like I said, it was almost comical the way their relationship was so tumultuous on Love and Hip Hop. But now kind of putting that perspective, it's actually quite disturbing to know that it's probably been going on for that long because that was several yeah. years ago so yeah. yeah girl we just wish you the best and yes. you know do whatever you need to do to keep you and your baby safe because really that's the priority you know, to me those children and stuff yeah, and um some help some help some yeah, yeah there are safe places and i'm sure he probably i don't know if she went on ig live it's and i think a part of the reason a lot of times why women also are not open about that is it can feel embarrassing to say that you know it makes you feel like yeah. you're weak even though you're really yep. not. So I'm not yep. even going to say he made her come on IG Live with the follow-up. She may have done that on her own. But I'm like, girl, you can't clean it up because we heard what we heard. And it just sucks because, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of us have been there. And I just I wish her the best, though. So. Yeah. yeah, child. So that yeah. happened and stuff. I'm yeah. sure there's more to this. I'm sure Max will come on with his little IG Live next and stuff and try to backpedal <laughs> yeah. as well. That's how, how it goes. Oh, Lord. They, they got to come back and, and, and say some stuff. 
Yes, yes. Did you hear about um, Natalie Desell Reed passing away, Yakini? No. From BAPS. Or, uh, from BAPS. The yes, yes, was, I didn't know that was her name. Yeah, she had so uh, colon sad. cancer or something. Yes, colon cancer. Oh, that was and sad. Li- I mean, li- lady. I mean, full disclosure, a, a few months ago, I had to go get a colonoscopy. Mm-hmm. And this was shortly after Chadwick Boseman passed away. So uh-huh. I was scared. I was yes. terrified. I thought I thought for sure they're going to find something and I'm going to die, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Luckily, it was nothing. Nothing was wrong. Thank you, Lord. Um, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, you guys, it's serious. I don't know why there's such a rise in colon cancer among young folks folk who oh, are younger goodness. than 50. You yeah. Know, folks who are barely 50. I think she was barely in her 50s. So, yeah, she looks yeah. so young. I really don't know. Yeah, yeah, and Halle Berry sent out a message. She was heartbroken. Uh, she had been yes. very close with her since BAPS. Yes. Family and the children and stuff like that. And she was just heartbroken, you know. And she said, you know, she was a queen who, I like what Halle Berry said about, you know, she was a person um, who didn't get the love and respect she deserved. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because of, you know, the way society is about plus size black women about that's right black women i mean how they said it you know what i mean she kept it 100 and i really really appreciate what she had to say about that but rest in peace to her and her family i mean a true icon baps is a freaking iconic yeah yes it is you know and i think i think we'll put on baps just for the heck of it yeah and enjoy myself and reveling at her her positive spirit you know yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Oh man, that that was yeah. that was quite sad and unexpected. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. But in in lighter topics, um, I know you're gonna watch the Mario Lopez and KFC Lifetime. Movie. Oh gosh! Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! That is like the funniest and cutest thing to me. He yeah. is he playing the Colonel? Like what? What all is going on? Like he's the Colonel, and it's a love yeah. story. It's a is mess. The, so he's, I, is, okay, well, go ahead, because I need to understand this. <laughs> it's, like a little, it's like a little 20 minute mini movie where oh he's like goodness. a sexy Colonel Sanders. And people are trying to, like, he falls in love with some lady who he's the cook at this mansion or, or whatever. And he falls for her. And then they're trying to kill him for the quote unquote secret ingredient. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that is too funny and cute. And I love it. Sexy Colonel Sanders with a cutoff shirt, gray in his hair. Right. It is a mess, girl. Oh my goodness, with his dimples. That was just too funny when I saw that. So they've been thinking about like, everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I cannot yeah. wait for that. I was, I was cracking up. I was like, yeah. Plus the darn Wendy Williams biopic. Oh my God. Oh, that's yeah. gonna be good. <laughs> You they really so? got an actor. I do. I do think it's going to be good. And I really think that she's not going to hold back. And by the way, yeah. just shout out to Wendy Williams because she lost her mother. You know, she lost her mother oh, several yeah. weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And she kind of kept that close to her. And now she's just sharing it with us this past Monday. So my heart really goes out to her. She was so close to her parents. Yeah, I love when they used to visit the show and sit in front. And she does the breast little impression of her mother. So yeah that I was choked up when I heard that but no I'm really looking forward to this movie the actress they picked nailed her and the long trailer is just so good I'm looking forward to it I don't think she's going to try to sugarcoat her struggles cocaine Kevin I don't know if he's going to be able to sue her for whatever she says but I'm sure she's well protected because I I feel like there was domestic violence in that situation too I don't think she's going to tell 100% of the truth 
But I know I she's know. probably going to talk about that Danny baby and stuff. So. Oh, yeah, of course. She can't. Just like she would say, you can't leave that out. You know, yeah, I think that he seemed like a very controlling man. So I don't know how much he's going to get into any of that because mm-hmm. I feel like that's something that, you know, she may not want to disclose. But, oh, I'm looking right. forward to that. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Woo, right. child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said that it's is right <laughs> Yes. Oh, my goodness. She's been teasing this movie for, like, a couple years now. You know, we knew mm-hmm. it was coming. So it's kind of surreal that the time is now here. So. <sighs> Wow, wow. Mm-hmm. I hope she goes into kind of what led up to the separation. I know she was kind of planning for a while. She went to that sober house. It was just real mysterious, the circumstances leading up to it. So, yeah, it was. yeah that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so, I know I, I, one thing I wanted to kind of bring up because I know this was kind of a hot topic over the summer and it's persisted because, you know, The Real Housewives of Atlanta actually premiered this past Sunday. Interestingly right. enough, two very low ratings, but anyway, that it is what it is. I'm, I assume they'll get higher. I'm sure Nini's laughing and gloating, thinking it's about her, and, and I'm sure it's not. People are just kind of exhausted right now. Reality. People are exhausted. It's it's the Christmas season. Like for me, I didn't even watch it, and I usually always watch premieres, but I was mm-hmm. busy with holiday stuff, holiday movies, mm-hmm. holiday videos. So mm-hmm. I really, like you said, there's a lot going on. So I'm sure those yeah. ratings will increase because people are looking for good stuff to watch. So I'm sorry, Nini, boo. It's going to go back up. But anyway, so they didn't get into it in this um, episode, obviously. But, you know, Kenya Moore did do an interview following the show to just kind of address the whole Strippergate scandal. I'm pretty sure we talked about it on here. Or maybe we didn't. Yeah, well, I don't know if we... But bring that back up again. Give us a Okay. So basically, so everyone knows that Cynthia Bailey had a quarantine wedding or whatever. She, Her and Mike Hill tied the knot. And, um, you know, she couldn't wait or whatever. So they actually had a real wedding where people wore masks, allegedly. But anyway, so leading up to the wedding, there was a bachelorette party. And I guess the cameras were filming. And so what they've been teasing all summer is that things went to kind of, uh, at the bachelor party, things went a little wild and got a little crazy. And they suggested, they kept saying that two housewives had sex or did some, engaged in some sexual acts with, one of the strippers from the bachelor party. Right. So the whole summer, mm-hmm. so the whole summer, everyone's kind of talking about these two housewives. So the blogs and everything are trying to break down who all it could be. Cause no one's like, can't nobody think Candy cheating on Todd and you know, Kenya's wrapped up in her divorce with Mark and the baby and stuff. So it kind of boiled down to Tanya, Sam and Portia Williams and stuff. Right. And so yeah. basically the word on the street kind of confirmed those two names that Tanya and Portia were involved in some sexual activity. It got to the point where Tanya ended up leaving the show mid-season because of all the talk. Now, Tanya's supposed to be engaged to her long-term fiancé, like her common-law, whatever he is. Like, they never got married, but, you know, she's been with him for a minute. And so she ended up, apparently, according to the blogs, she kind of just stopped filming, was like, I'm sick of this, all these rumors. It's not true. I'm not okay with this. I'm leaving. So she left her role as friend of the show and was just like, I'm out. Peace out. So now the focus is kind of on Portia. And so it was interesting because then it kind of got into like Kenya saying that people, because Kenya has been the most outspoken one about how, about what went down at this bachelor party. She said over the, she said over the summer and stuff, they just teased it. But she said, trust me, the cameras are rolling and y'all are going to get to see more. And then you guys can decide for yourselves. So people were kind of pushing back like, well, guess what? You know, Kenya, what if, what if Portia did decide to, 
to get freaky with the strippers and and engage in whatever she engaged in. Like at the end of the day, Portia's single now. She's not with Dennis. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if she did, so what? And that's kind of like men go to bachelor parties and they get, they have the strippers doing the lap dances. And sometimes they do things at parties too. Is it as scandalous? So Kenya was kind of like wanting, she kind of, she didn't backpedal, but she was like, I want y'all to know, you know, I'm not slut shaming or anything. It's just that, you know, she can do what she wants. She's grown. That's fine. But I guess she kind of had a problem with the fact that she's claiming that Portia and Tanya are denying it. Well, Tanya kind of just left the scene. So I don't know what that means. But she said Portia's denying it and acting like nothing happened. So Kenya's kind of acting like her beef is with the fact that Portia's lying and not being honest. So she's like, well, if you, we're not slut shaming you. If you're going to do it, do you, but be loud and proud about it. Just do you. She's like, if you don't want anybody to find out, don't bring it to your place of work. Don't, oh don't God. do whatever you did. On camp, while the cameras are rolling like that, then it's going to be discussed. So nobody's slut shaming you. It's more like if you're going to do it, own it. So she's claiming that that's what her issue is that Portia's not owning it, that Portia's kind of denying it or minimizing it. And she's like, you did it. You did it at work, you know, because that's their job. You did it in front of the cameras. So just own it, girl. So it's interesting. She just wants people to know that she's not slut shaming anybody as a single mm-hmm. woman. Portia can do whatever the hell she wants. So I don't. What do you think about the whole thing? Because, you know, from the beginning and stuff. Do you think anything went down? If it did, if something did go down, again, that's their business. And Uh um, I I have no shame in folks participating in sex work or doing Uh any type of sex work or engaging with sex workers because they need to get paid or whatever, too. Uh But, Uh I mean... I mean, that's, I mean, if, it, if particularly for Portia's situation, she is single. She can sleep with whomever she wants. Mm-hmm. She can have sex with whomever she wants. And I am sure with the way Portia looks, that stripper was more than happy to have sex with her or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Portia's so fine. Mm-hmm. It, it was, was it a, it was a, I don't mean to misgender, but was it a man or a woman or what? It was a, it was a male stripper. And it's okay. funny because Wendy Williams showed him a few times on her show because he was a part of Vivica Fox. She was doing this little um, thing with these male strippers at one point, And it was one of those. He had a handsome little brown guy, not particularly tall, muscular, good looking mm-hmm. guy. But, mm-hmm. You know, he wasn't nothing right home about. Yeah, but, but in the other girl's case, Tanya, she's in a, you know, serious situation and they don't yeah. have boundaries. But who knows? Maybe they have boundaries where she can, you know, tiptoe around and yeah. or whatever. You know, we don't know what people's situations are as far mm-hmm. as their, you know, um, relationships are concerned. I mean, it could be open. Yeah, it mm-hmm. could be open. Everybody is not monogamous. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think calling it stripper gay or whatever is so I, silly. That in itself is the whole slut shaming because my thing is it, is it drove Tanya to the point where she left the show. She left the show, and I enjoy Tanya on the show, you know, mm-hmm. but I feel like they probably made them feel so bad because that's bullying. That's it even is. if you if you decide to have a wild night with the strippers and then the next day you don't want to talk about it. I get it, though. I guess some might argue you're on a reality show. Y'all were on camera, heard moaning and stuff. You have to address it. You have to own it. You kind of don't have to. And mm-hmm. if you're going to keep bullying and prodding and asking and 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 bringing it up, I, it it pushed Tanya to the point where she left and it sounds like Portia I guess we'll see what she says as the show unfolds but maybe she's kind of like I don't want to 
discuss it. I mean, because first of all, they probably were drinking and maybe things got out of hand. So she has the right to do what she has to do. But maybe she's embarrassed. And who knows what's going on with her and Dennis, even though he's been cheating Mm -hmm. and carrying on. Men can be spiteful and in, in a divorce, she's trying to get what she needs to get. And he could right. be like, well, you had an affair on camera. Okay, right. but you've been having right. affairs. You've been having hoes. You've been having cheating. But right. I, you don't have any evidence of that. But you, but So you just never know exactly. her reasons why she might want to not, you know, be confirming that that happened. Yeah, but it doesn't mean that, you know, I don't yeah. know. Kimmy's just so messy. I love her to death. I love her on the show. But she's so messy. She has this thing about her where... She feels like her shit don't stink. You yes. know what I mean? Yes, yes. And, and like like she's she's I'm missing I miss USA and yes, everything's uh-huh. above me. It's all above me or whatever. Yeah. But you mm-hmm. know, you still a homegirl from Detroit, you know what I mean? Like I'm just saying, yeah. Like stop yeah, I mean it. keep it one hundred, you know. I mean I, you know what? I will and say you are slut shaming. Because I feel like there probably shaming. was some like turning up your nose like She's with a stripper. Oh, that's gutter try. Like, you know what I'm saying? You know, on some level, you are slut shaming Kenya. So don't don't yeah. act like you're not. Yeah, yeah. I just I mean, I, a stripper, I mean, strippers are people too. I don't they know. Are. I mean, they're people too, and they're you may find them attractive. And given the fact that there was so much, I mean, uh, I rem- I barely remember the night before I got married because I was so drunk. But there's <laughs> so much alcohol and stuff involved. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, full disclosure, I, I had some drinks, you know what I mean? I nothing mm-hmm. bad happened. And even if it did, everybody would take it to the grave. You know what I mean? Of course. At a, you're everybody not supposed to talk things. about it. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to talk about what happened uh on your, you know, bachelorette night or your stag night or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, where where's the loyalty? Where's the where's the chick? Right. Before? You know what I mean? Where's mm-hmm. where's mm-hmm. the like just being loyal, a loyal friend and not putting the business out there? No, right. you want ratings. No, you want attention. You want mm-hmm. to keep a storyline going where you inserting yourself in folk business. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I don't like mm-hmm. it. Mm-mm. Yeah. Like Kenya's it. kind of like, if you didn't want it to be known, you shouldn't have done it in a bedroom in a shared house with the rest of the cast. Because apparently <laughs> her, apparently Portia and Tanya went into the bedroom with the stripper and that's where things went down and everybody heard the nose. So... It She's kind of feeling like, dance. like it could have just been a private yeah, dance. It could just right. been them taking mm-hmm. a, you know, an inspection of his, you know, his equipment. I mean, it, it could have been whatever. Mm-hmm. It might not mm-hmm. have been anything sexual. It just might have been them just taking a peek. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Well, I think I'm sure that the audio was rolling, and I'm really personally looking forward to hearing that audio. But um, <laughs> I think it was like moans and the set clapping, and and I don't mean clapping in hands. So I mean, Ooh. we don't know for I mean, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> but I mean, either way, I just feel like it happened. Kenya's the only one out of all the cast coming and doing interviews about it, and um, I just feel bad that poor Tanya just you know back left because if that's something that she did not, if her partner didn't know about it then that and if they're not open then that's got to be something very hard and um and you know and Portia hasn't said anything because I know they're contracted not to talk about it I don't even know how Kenya can get away with doing interviews and all this mess but anyway child I just I guess it'll play out when the season um when the season you know gets into it and stuff so yep, yep, yep. I'm just looking forward to it and then now Portia has her little um 
chat, Bravo chat or whatever with a few of them other girls. I don't know if you've ever watched that. No, I it's with Giselle that. Bryant and these two um two white ladies. I'm not, they're from Bravo show. I think one's from Below the Deck and another one's from another one. But yeah, so she tends to spill a little tea on that, but I'm sure she won't say anything until the season airs. So anyway, so yeah, mm-hmm. we're season 13 just premiered last Sunday. So there's plenty of time goodness. to build up to the party. I guess that'll mm-hmm. be the climax of the season. But <laughs> no pun intended, chat. <laughs> oh my oh goodness, my no pun intended. I'm just so sick of people treating women like criminals when they want to enjoy themselves. I'm just so over it. It's so unfair. I, I don't like it either. As I hate if you it. Don't have like urges yeah. or yeah, or even should be sexually curious. And yes, yes. I don't like that. I don't mm-hmm. either. I don't like it. I don't mm-hmm. like it. Mm-mm. All right, anyway, so let's take girl. a break and we'll come back and we'll talk about our um main topic of the week. What are we gonna be talking about this this week for the people? Okay, so you know, we talked a couple of episodes ago about just kind of how we're um, spending the holiday this year, you know, because things do look different with the pandemic, not so much going out, not so much holiday parties. I can't even believe my work holiday party is a Zoom party now, and they think we're excited about that. No shade, because oh <laughs> we have a good time at that holiday party, y'all. We dance and stuff, and now it's going to be on Zoom, so things are just like super different. Oh, and God. so I think I imagine that many of you, like Tatiana and I, have been spending more time inside, finding kind of creative ways to kind of enjoy our partner and our family, you know, at home. And so we thought maybe for today we would share some of our favorite romantic holiday dishes, Mm -hmm. um, maybe something that you can try a little bit different. I know for me, I'm struggling constantly to kind of find new dishes to make my man because you know I try to put my best foot forward and kind of make the the things that I enjoy but I'm always personally looking for new ideas um and I usually get that through girlfriends or through social media so I thought maybe we could share some of our little favorite dishes and talk a little bit about you know those dishes and then maybe later share the recipe you know if anyone's interested and stuff like that so I guess I can start um I know that there's a particular dish that I learned from one of my girlfriends, um, Nicole, and it's pernil. And that Ooh, is a mm-hmm, roasted pork shoulder. I believe it originated in Puerto Rico, but it's a really it common is. dish to get here. So you can go to any Spanish restaurant, Dominican, Puerto Rican out here and get a really bomb pernil. But my girlfriend taught me the recipe and it's actually very simple to make. If you do it right, it's going to take you a long time. And I feel like sometimes those dishes that take a long time, they just come out so, so wonderfully. And I really like, yeah, like it needs to marinate overnight. And then I usually cook it overnight unless I'm home over the weekend because I cook it anywhere from seven to nine hours in the oven. And, um, oh, it's just so tender and, Mm. you know, it's just so falling apart at the fork and the top is crispy. And then after you make the pernil, um, the next, it, it just lasts for so long. I can feed my entire family and then I can like make tacos later when the boys are sick of leftover pernil. And, you know, you can just like do like really creative things with it afterward. You can throw it in a 
uh, um, what do you call it, omelet. So just so, so wonderful. Mm -hmm. And it's so, so simple. Like it's one of those dishes that you feel proud to make because it looks like you worked harder than you did. So it's kind of like a nice date dish because you're impressing your man and he's thinking that you slaved over this thing and you really didn't slave over it. Like it's so easy, so simple. You pick up Mm -hmm. your pork shoulder and they come in all sizes. You can get like really, really big. I try to get the smallest one I can, a half a pork shoulder because that feeds my family. And it, and then there's yeah. like leftovers for days. So I, I usually find the smallest pork shoulder. I use a roast pan, one of those like black speckled pans. Um, <clears throat> and basically you, like you would do any meat, you take a knife and you cut holes all inside the meat. I feel like the more time you take with this and the more you can do it quickly. And I've had times where I've done it real fast and stuff, but when I can really mm-hmm. take my time with it, it, you can taste that, you know, right. So you cut these holes in it and then you, you mix up a little bit of olive oil and, um, and, and I was about to say vodka child, but I meant, uh, <laughs> vinegar. Whoo. <laughs> I so you blend a couple of tablespoons of that together that's just a little tenderizer and also so that the, um, the seasoning will stick and you rub it after you cut the holes and of course you rub your seasoning and it can be whatever seasoning you use or you can get a marinade pack you know by McCormick rub that in real good and then I put this the, the lid of the roast pan on it and I put it in the refrigerator overnight Okay, so it's overnight, however many hours, 10, whatever. And then the next morning when I go to work, pop that sucker in the oven. I put it on 200 or 250 and it cooks from eight, eight, nine hours. And then by the time you get home, the house just smells so wonderful. It's perfect. Oh, and then, you know, with pernil, you want to like kind of um, shave, shave the meat off in advance because you right. serve and it looks shredded. But just so delicious. That'll make that man fall in love with you, okay? Or that woman (laughs) fall in love with you and stuff and be going crazy and stuff. Because like, oh my gosh, like this is so good. So yeah, Mm -hmm. it's so good. And I do it with like a little couscous and capers, a little salad, you know, whatever you want your size to be. It is so bomb. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it just presents so well on the plate. It's like, you can buy it from the restaurant and it's wonderful, but when you make it at home, it's just, and it's just such an affordable dish. It's so good. That's if you eat pork. If you don't eat the swine, then just, you know, obviously <laughs> this is the recipe for you, but yeah, just serve it with a nice glass of white wine or a little mixed cocktail drink and stuff and, and just enjoy. And I'm, I, I'm happy to share the recipe in a more detailed way if anyone's interested, but I just feel like it's like a really just, it just looks nice when you plate that dish. It tastes mm-hmm. good. It's tender. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I made it for my man, he asked for thirds. So, yeah, <laughs> he really he really enjoyed that dish. That he really enjoyed that girl. dish. He did. Yes, girl. <laughs> oh, yes, he did. Thirds. Oh, but so, you yeah. Get the, I like the, I like pernil when the top of it is like super crispy and it's like yes. mad crispy. Oh my god, it's so good. And it's I, so good to yeah, get that crispiness. I take off that lid at the end. Mm-hmm. See, when I cook it, you guys know pernil has like a, a thick layer of fat. So mm-hmm. I cook it with a thick layer of fat on the top, and then the the um what's it called? The lid is on the whole time because you don't want any air in it. But like I said, you cook it for like eight, nine hours. If you can do 200, if you have a little bit less time, you can put it on 300 for, you know, five, six hours. But either way, that last half hour, you flip it over 
So the fatty side is now underneath and you uncover it. So that last 30 minutes, you can turn mm -hmm. it up to 350 and you get that crispy mm -hmm. thing that you just described. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. And inside is so tender and flavorful, but crispy mm -hmm. on top. Did you serve yours with a sauce, like a chimichurri or like any type uh, of sauce? Well, no, because it, it creates its own gravy and yeah. juices and stuff. Yeah. And I dribble a little bit of that over the rice or the couscous or whatever. Oh, that sounds mm -hmm. delicious. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, anyway, man. girl. Yummy. Yeah. Yummy. Making myself hungry. Every year. So, what do y'all like to make over the yeah the holidays? So, like every year, we usually do um Christmas lasagna. Um, mm. We do different types of lasagna. One year it was a seafood lasagna, so um, mm. we made like a, a white sort of bechamel cream sauce with layers of shrimp and lobster and crab. Oh my goodness! Um, and then instead of like the lasagna noodles, in between what we did was we layered it with like ravioli. And oh, so that is so it. different and cute. Oh my goodness. But the, you know, and you know how lasagna has um the layers of the um the the kind of the ricotta and everything. So if, yes. you, if you use ravioli, that takes out a step. So you don't have to put like the because yeah, there's already like a meat right inside. Oh and so we, we, layer, we put a layer of the sauce and the and the ravioli, then the, the big chunks of lobster and crab and shrimp, then a layer oh. of the sauce and the cheese and another layer, 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 until it's like baked down and it's just like bubbly. And it doesn't mm -hmm. take that long because you're using like frozen ravioli. Mm -hmm. um, if we're in, if, if I have time, I like to go to my local farmer's market here in Atlanta. Um, the big one is the DeKalb Farmer's Market and I usually get fresh ravioli that's art that's been made mm -hmm, there mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. and like you have to pick it up that day and oh so my goodness that so sounds so good, good. It's so good my boy like watering everybody loved it uh, if you have a seafood allergy you know what i'm saying i'm sorry you can't eat this that but, sounds so good though oh my goodness but, you know, mm -hmm. I know both love crab and shrimp and things like yes. that Mm -hmm. And so we really enjoyed it, but it was it's really good. You put a little parsley on top, or whatever Italian seasoning, herbs de Provence, whatever, and then just let it bake, and it bubbles, and, and all the cheese and goodness, and it looks mm. so pretty. We just plate it next to some salad or some broccolini or something like mm -hmm. that. But mm -hmm. Yeah, we need mm -hmm. like some sort of lasagna. But I think this year, I think I'm going to go a different route. I I really want to do, and I've done it one time. But I really want to do a prime rib. Okay. And, mm -hmm. um, I so love like, Boston Market's prime rib. I wish I could make mine taste like that. <laughs> so if you have that recipe to share, Lord, it's, prime it's rib so is so easy. good if you get it right. Is all it? it requires is a nice piece of, you know, prime rib. It, now, listen, prime rib is not cheap, okay? It's called prime it's, rib at the rest at the um, grocery exactly. store? It's mm -hmm. prime rib. It's uncut. It's basically the ribeye that's not been cut up. Okay. Um, so it's it's very it's very expensive. I like to go buy my. It's a quick secret. Go to the Korean supermarkets. Mm -hmm. All their meats and stuff are mad cheap. Korean okay. supermarkets and the the Hispanic supermarkets, like Mexican supermarkets, their beef particularly is very very cheap. And okay. so um, I get like a nice like roast. You slather it in like herb butter and stuff like that, right? Okay. Pan. You know, you can inject it with a little garlic and all this mm -hmm. other stuff. It'll be like mad juicy. Okay. And 
turn it, you turn the oven up real, real high, like 500 degrees. Oh, and you okay. let it cook for you have to watch it though. Yeah, you, you let it you cook put cook. it in the broiler or you put it in the actual oven? The actual oven for like okay. 500 degrees so it'll get that nice crust. And okay. then you turn it off, turn the oven off, like completely off. Mm-hmm. So that residual heat is still in there and let it keep cooking in that heat that's been closed up in the oven. You make sure you like the oven's locked. I know my oven has a lock on it where mm-hmm. you you know you don't have to you can't open it. You can set it to lock and have that residual heat in there. Cook it for the next two, three hours. I'm okay. telling you, man, when that roast comes out, it'll be mm-hmm. the most tender, delicious thing you've ever had. Then you'll t- take that oh, juice on so the good. bottom of the pan and then you just make a nice gravy with it. How long do you let it cook in there? Maybe about three or four hours. Okay. Like the first, the first like twenty minutes is real up real, real high because you're trying oh, to get okay. that crust. Okay. And then turn it off and you just let it sit in there in the okay. heat. Okay. Um, but you need a good healthy piece of meat, like a, mm-hmm. a ham. A mm-hmm. But if you love prime rib, you can make some like nice horseradish. I sauce do, I do. And then mm-hmm. you know, and some nice gravy or whatever. I miss like we used to have old Charlie's near us. I don't know if y'all have old Charlie's up there. But um, we used to have O'Charlie's where they used to do the prime rib for two. And okay. I got hooked on it then, eating it. I wasn't a huge prime rib person, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I just loved mm-hmm. the way they did theirs. And I said, you know what? I'm going to learn how to do it myself. And so um, through trial and error, I, I, I yeah, I, I prime rib. Because yeah. when I eat something really good in a restaurant, I really want to learn how to do it. So I think I'm going right. to play around with that prime rib and so that recipe you just shared. Right. I I, really you make like it sound it. so easy. So, it's, it's pretty easy. It's pretty easy. <laughs> now, I've seen that technique done a couple times um, with the mm-hmm. having it up really high and stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, you know mm-hmm. me, I'm watching mm-hmm. the garden and all kind of stuff. That's how she does stuff, you know? So, right. Like, mm-hmm. if Rasta can do it, I can do it. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's one of my favorite like holiday dishes. And, and mm-hmm. you know, especially mm-hmm. around Christmas time and the potatoes really hearty and, you know, you get so full. Yes. And everybody just really enjoys it, and with some hot cider, oh, it's just delicious. Mm, hot cider mm. sounds so mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. Sounds so nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does Jay have a particular dish that he likes for you to make, or that he likes to make, or any particular dessert? Do you guys do eggnog, or nobody's a oh. fan? Y'all lack lactose intolerant? Like, so, so no, but um, you know, my husband's from the Caribbean. So there are certain okay. things that we have and have to have every holiday season. Mm-hmm. One of which is sorrel or hamica, or it's, it's called by many things, uh, hibiscus, okay. hamica, sorrel. Um, it, it's a, it's sorrel is a drink made from the hibiscus plant. Oh, okay. You soak it. You um, you know, make a like a mold type of sangria type wine with it with with orange peel and ginger and cinnamon and all these things. You boil it together and with simple syrup and he put lots and lots and lots of rum in it. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's, really, it's really, really delicious. We also have some for the kids, but um, yeah, we have to have sorrel every year. We have to have some sort of black cake. Yeah, I every knew the black cake. I know that's a tradition yeah. for Caribbean yeah. folks. Y'all love y'all black cake. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I had black cake at the wedding. I had black cake at yeah. the rehearsal 
dinner. I had black mm-hmm. cake. I mean, it was black cake all over that. that I don't love black cake, but I know that everyone does. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an acquired taste. Um, if somebody makes it right, then it's good. If they if they, if they make it to the point where it still has some flavor to it, and it just doesn't taste like straight up alcohol, then it's mm-hmm. good. But if you have like some flavor to it, you can still yeah, taste it. Yeah, it has a nice little sweet food. taste, I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So we always have black cake. Um, my mother-in-law, sometimes she makes different curries and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So she, she might make a curry dish, a curry chicken dish. Or yeah. Something like that, but, mm-hmm. but, you know, full disclosure, she's not, surprisingly, she's not a, a big cooker. So. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But Jay likes to just get in there and kind of experiment. He'll, he'll try different things and different options. Mm-hmm. One year, I think we had like a paella. Um, oh, okay. So we did like a very nice paella one year. This is before we had tea. And now we have okay. to think about okay, what is she gonna eat too? She's not a yeah. big steak person because her, you know, her teeth are so little or whatever. Yeah. So she yeah. doesn't like eat a lot of steak, but you know, she'll eat some chicken. She loves pasta. She loves spaghetti. She loves lasagna. She kids loves are that. so I can't wait for my kids' taste to get more sophisticated because they still want basic stuff like chicken nuggets and fries. And I'll make a whole gourmet dish and they turn it up their nose. Like some things they'll like, <laughs> but a lot of things they just want me to keep they'll they still want fish sticks sometimes, you know, really? that kind of thing. Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. It has yeah. to be like some good chicken for them to like it or good seasoned fish because they, they're not really open to new things yet. So I'm mm. looking forward to when they're able to, to be open. So I wonder when, I wonder when that'll be because I mean, I, I we're so we're so hurt that Tegan doesn't, you know, especially with Jay being a chef. <laughs> right. She doesn't like, like uh, different things, you know? Yeah, yeah. It, it hurts my heart. Because right. like, I'm a foodie, a you and your husband are foodies. But I mean, yeah. I think eventually they will because, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I don't I never recall being a very, very picky eater growing Me up. Me neither. SIBO um, was finicky. I was not. I, I just enjoyed what they made. And that was Yeah. It. I, you know, it, 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 only when I got older, I may have gotten tired of eating something. Like, oh, I don't really like that anymore. You know, or something yeah. like that. Um, um, fun fact, I don't like cornbread. So I don't eat cornbread anymore. Oh, okay. Um, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You've never liked it, it or you just, just made it morning, noon, and night. My grandma made it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, girl. I yeah, like, oh, yeah. We mm-hmm. have cornbread with one more thing. Um, mm-hmm. Cornbread with fish, cornbread with this, cornbread and like a little side of syrup and the bacon and stuff in the morning. Like that was cornbread. I mean, cornbread for everything. Yeah. If it wasn't yeah. cornbread, it was biscuit. So, <laughs> I mean, it was either or. So I just, yeah. Know, out of cornbread so I don't even mm-hmm. but, but surprisingly Tegan loves cornbread loves the cornbread <laughs> loves the hush puppy loves you know so right the bread and stuff mm-hmm. so she is just a, a sweet eater bread eater yeah and stuff like that pasta pizza mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I love that too yeah so try, try to get her to eat salad oh god that's for rabbits <laughs> <laughs> Rabbits and reindeer. Rabbits and reindeer. That's what she said. Reindeer. So cute. Yeah. What about you? I know you like baking. Well, I, I always like to do a banana nut bread. I tend to do those in the fall and stuff, but sometimes it trickles down to Christmas, but you know, really just like a lot of sweet things. Like, you know, nothing, I don't do a lot of stuff from scratch. So, mm-hmm. but you know, I definitely like to do all of the different cookies and stuff. And we always like to do brownies with ice cream and a, and sweet potato pie. Like to me, mm-hmm. that starts in the fall. 
but that goes mm-hmm. through Christmas. And that's a very yeah. simple recipe. That's yeah, a very simple yeah. recipe. You yeah. know, it's only like four or five ingredients, not even maybe, mm-hmm. you know, nutmegs and, you know, cinnamon and <gasps> vanilla you, and your sweet you potatoes. Sweet potato or team pumpkin? Oh, gosh. Sweet potato all day. <laughs> So definitely love sweet potato pie. Um, Pumpkin pie, first of all, I haven't had it in so many years because I just kind of refuse on principle. They look alike. (laughs) And so it's insulting to me. So like, you know what I'm saying? They have some similarities. And I know that the way they're prepared, you know, you do your cinnamon and your nutmeg and your vanilla, I guess. But no, if I ever have a choice, I will choose um, sweet potato because they just look so much alike and I don't like the fact that pumpkin has a slightly different taste so yeah what about you what about you do you believe it or not I I, I'm I'm not beholden to either one but if I had to choose I would choose sweet potato Mm -hmm, just on mm -hmm. principle alone because you know from the south I eat sweet potatoes so right it's about sweet potatoes so yeah, and that's what my parents grew up baking. They were not baking no pumpkin pie. So, <laughs> you know, I'm just like, that yeah. just even... I do like pumpkin flavored drinks and all those things in the fall and the holidays. So, don't, I'm not like anti pumpkin, but I've you know, if I have to pump, choose. I've made like a pumpkin cookie before. Like, mm, that sounds good. Pie filling, pumpkin pie filling and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, eh, it was okay. It was not a hit. But okay. I usually make cookies. I make all types of cookies every year. Um, and I, I distribute them out to my family and my neighbors. Um, oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. And so my neighbors always get like a big thing of cookies and a big tin, you know, one of those big tins from Dollar Tree. And mm-hmm. I, feel like I fill it to the top with cookies. So my neighbor across the street always, he's like, I'm ready for my cookies, you know. And, oh, and my neighbors, so make sweet. Um, you know, they, they love getting cookies too. They're an elderly um, couple and they, and they get cookies from me too. And oh. That's nice. Um, was big enough to walk. You know, she was holding the cookie jar and, mm-hmm. and the doorbell. That just gave them a whole kick. So, yeah, we used to do that like, like Christmas Eve. We used to give, give out our cookies then. So that's really, really. Yeah. Sweet. That's a nice tradition and very yeah, nice for Tegan yeah. just to kind of see that yeah. happening and stuff. Yeah, yeah, we do that every year. So, mm-hmm. um, and I also usually bake one cake. I usually bake it because I. I think about my mom during this time of year because it was yes. really her favorite, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I usually bake her famous pound cake. Okay. Oh, goodness. And that recipe, if it's not a secret family recipe, you may need to share that because that's a classic, wonderful holiday it, dish. So simple is. and so delicious. It All those sticks of butter, if you do yes, it right it, anyway. It's a lot of butter. It's a lot of butter. <laughs> so good. It's a lot of sugar. Well, you know, you don't do it often. Don't do it yeah, often, you know, but... I only make it. I only make it during um Christmas, right? So do you I do make... it in the bunt pan or what? Yeah, what? I have a, I have a, a like one of those like kind of smooth edge bunt pans. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... I need to get me a bunt pan. I don't want to do it if I don't have a bunt pan. It's not the same. Yeah, I ordered a special ordered one. That's um, what I'm gonna do. So I I ordered one from um this place called Cook's Warehouse. Mm-hmm. I wanted one that was totally sealed, that wasn't gonna leak, and all kind of stuff like that. So I, I wanted a specific kind. Of, I was very, yeah. very like, like specific about it. So I wanted that kind. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I always make that, and then on top of it, I always do. I either do one of two things. I either do like a cream cheese lemony glaze, or mm. I'll do like just this kind of powdered sugar lemony 
type of glaze that goes on top. It's kind of mm-hmm. thin, it kind of like hardens. It's like a nice little glaze, like a donut glaze. Yes, I know. I knew what you described it. It was like a donut glaze. Mm. So I'll do that, but either either or, you know, my family always looks forward to it. Um, yeah. This year. That sounds usually, wonderful. I do one like cookie that's out of the box. But usually those aren't as successful as my tried and true cookies. I make like an oatmeal cookie and then I'll make a Nutella chocolate chip. Mm. You know, it has like swirl. You can see the swirls of Nutella in it with the chips. And mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I usually make those two cookies and that's it. Okay. That sounds mm-hmm. so good. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the cake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that pound cake sounds so good that I can't stop thinking about that. <laughs> Delicious. Oh, I my goodness. Mm-hmm. Please do with the glaze and stuff. <laughs> with the, it's so, let me tell you how old this recipe is. The a recipe, my mom got it years and years ago from like this super, super old 1978 Better Homes and Gardens book, right? Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. She kept it. It was right before I was born. She kept it. She stuck it in a, um, a recipe book that was from Jimmy and Rosalind Carter. Oh, uh, the recipe book from the people of Plains, Georgia, it, mm-hmm. from like Jimmy Carter's family and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Isn't it, right? Oh my goodness! So, mm-hmm. When she passed away, I finally found the recipe. I ended up scanning it and sending it to my one of my friends, my one of my good friends, Candace, who's been on the podcast. Uh huh. So Candace has made that pound cake, and she's like, "It's like the best pound cake." Okay, so, that I sounds really good. I'll never send, mm-hmm. send it to you. Mm. That's very generous of you to share it because I know sometimes people have family recipes that they I don't. Know, you know, I share think those people. I think yeah, that's so, so thank you for that. Thank you I for that. You, I think when you share a recipe, it shows that you love people. Yeah, yeah. And and it keeps and it pa- passes on the memory in a right, way. Yeah, it's just it's food. You know what I mean? It's not, it's, I don't think food can be secretive. <laughs> you know, there's nothing secretive about food. Oh, God. Like, I mean, it's food. Right. Like, why are you going to be secretive about food? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's just silly to me. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. People really like that for real. They don't want to share recipes. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes people don't want to share recipes and stuff. It's, it's happened. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so silly. I just, I, I don't know. I didn't grow I up. I guess like they that. feel like, oh, it's so good. We're going to keep it in our family. I don't know. But yeah, people, it's people like, can, can be that way. People, people, I, I find that, I tend to find that when people are like that, they can't cook. Putting like a dozen eggs in their macaroni and cheese and shit. Like, no. <laughs> no. <That's> funny. <laughs> Yo, no, I've, I've never, I've never, I've never, oh man, you know, for the longest, I have, I tell a story, I knew my mother-in-law loved me, because I couldn't cook, I can't cook rice for shit, everybody okay. knows, okay, I cannot cook, I, so everybody has a vice, right? Yeah, of course, yeah. I cannot cook rice for shit, so mm-hmm. my mother-in-law knew that, and she, and at one point, I was buying, like, instant rice, and so she's like, oh my god, like, yeah. the Caribbean hoe was dying, you know what I mean? Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so, I knew she cared about me, because she took the time and showed me how to, like, properly cook rice, like, wash okay. rice several times, put it in the pot, you know, measure it a certain way, and mm-hmm. stuff, and I was like, okay, well, I know she cares for me if she showed yeah, me yeah. properly cook rice. And I, like, like I said, she's not a big cook, but mm-hmm. when I when I when she showed me how to properly cook some rice and how to yeah that was with love fluffy mm-hmm. every time I know it was love so when people are hiding recipes that's just mm-hmm. silly that's just, I don't understand that 
Well, yeah, yeah I know. I, I wish people weren't that way. There was this one recipe I really wanted, and they didn't want to share it. And I, I just enjoyed the food. So, you know, that's oh that. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. That's so silly. I, hope I know. It wasn't me, was it? <laughs> no. Oh, God, no. Oh, my gosh. No, 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 okay. no, no, no. Yeah. I would never ever do nothing No, like no. Okay. Yeah. Mm-mm. Okay. But, yeah, I think it's a very beautiful thing when you want to pass something on and kind of share that, you know, spread the wealth and stuff. So, yeah. Yes. But, yeah. Do you have a cookbook or anything? Um like a family cookbook or heirloom cookbook or anything like that I don't and I think that's such a great idea I think that's such a great idea and I it's funny because like my sisters my mom aunt and cousins we all basically together use our grandmother's recipes and sometimes Mm -hmm. like we'll joke about who does it the best like last Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving they did like a mac and cheese cook-off so there were like three four mac and cheeses that were all (laughs) supposedly grandmother's recipes but they all tasted different so I feel like we need to put together something like that because our biggest regret that we all say is that some of us didn't get certain recipes from our grandmother before she passed away so like my mom and aunt know them so we need to kind of do that so we can keep those in the family so yeah that's a lovely idea grandma probably gave each of you a different version of her recipe (laughs) exactly people people also doing their own little thing and and adding stuff and oh i put a little sugar in mine like why are you that was not the original oh my gosh so yeah, just over the years, it'd be changing stuff. People be doing their own little thing. I try to keep it as close to the classic as possible. I bought, but anyway, uh, we don't really into planners, so I bought mm-hmm. like this, like um, this spiral bound planner, which is a mm-hmm. recipe planner, mm-hmm. and I'm going to pass it down to Tegan and try and write down all my family. Yes, oh, that's wonderful. That's um, wonderful. and then take pictures of her, you know, trying to cook and stuff like that. One yes, of the things she ever cooked was like pancakes and. Mm-hmm. Eggs and stuff like that, butter mm-hmm. and pancakes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, mm-hmm. trying to keep those traditions going. And mm-hmm. it also made me think of other things. Like, why is it like we talk about romance movies and stuff like that? Why is it in romance movies everybody's occupation is a baker? Isn't that or, so funny? Yes, everybody's yes. a baker. Mm-hmm. Everybody's looking for like some long mm-hmm. recipe everybody's trying to win some sort of bake-off contest mm-hmm. I, 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 I love that i know and on the hallmark mysteries channel there's always like some kind of like mystery or something surrounding baking but i don't know those movies give me like a warm and fuzzy feeling do you know what i mean yeah i, I just like that i like just the kitchen just from when i was young i used to collect recipes and i like little arts with like risks on them and baking stuff it just mm-hmm. it gives you that homey feeling and i i love they, they do always seem to kind of weave that into a movie i really like that mm-hmm. yeah i think i think that probably has something to do well a kitchen kitchen and cooking and see we can tie everything back to romance kitchen and cooking is mm-hmm. a very intimate thing you know what i mean yes yes it and, is and, and it's it is so intimate it's so personal mm-hmm. it's like i said it's done with love most of the time and mm-hmm. you know you in there in the kitchen and you cooking with your partner and like like I know for me and Jay, we you know we get a rhythm going. You know what I mean? Yes, yes, and it's, yes. And it's, it's just like making magic in the in the kitchen, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. Especially when you're someone who's like a real cook. I don't really consider myself <laughs> that advanced of a cook. My boyfriend is though, and he does all that stuff, mm-hmm. and it's just really wonderful and amazing to watch him. Just like he's very deft at that, like chopping his stuff and knowing them oh, recipes. That's very sexy. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it's just amazing to me because he's also Caribbean. And mm-hmm. just, you know, they, they just grow up cooking. And it's just fascinating. 
Because like I the, have the men yeah. in that in that in that there's no the men in that culture they cook. You know what I mean? Yes, they, they, they might cook. be a lot of other things, but they gonna cook. Yes, <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> it's so true, and they mm. take pride in it, and it's so good. Yeah, They're following their mother's recipes, it's so good. Mm-mm. Yes, yes. <sighs> But cooking yeah. is love. Cooking is an intimate thing, and I hope yeah. hopefully this holiday season, um, you know, folks take the time, and you know, we're spending like mm-hmm. you said, spending so much more time indoors. You know, yes, yes, mm-hmm. and and also let's also think about those who don't have. I mean, right yes. now, so many folks are out there without food, without you know, yeah, hungry, without mm-hmm. you know, ways to eat. So you know, when if you have the time, you know, go give to your local food bank. Um, you know, mm-hmm. volunteer, you know, to feed uh the hungry and homeless. Like we have Hosea feed the hungry and homeless. Yes, yes. We're talking about Portia Williams. That's As I was about to say, yeah. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a grandfather's organization um that's been around for years. His his daughter, that's Elizabeth Omalami, um, uh, who's also my sorority sister, um, she runs it. So I mean it's it's a it's a it's a very passionate thing. Like, you know, mm-hmm. just think about what COVID has done. Yeah. It's estimated people's plans for the holidays to the yes. point where they don't even know where food is coming from. Oh, man. So That's we so have sad. Yeah. Yeah. We have to be mindful. Yeah. We don't take that for granted. That yeah. We, we talk yeah. about food and giving. We, you know, just, just you know, when you go to the grocery store and they ask you, hey, you want to give like a dollar to to this mm-hmm. and round it up and we'll, we'll match hey do it you know yeah yeah you, know, you don't have to come out your pocket you don't even have to you know give you know go anywhere to do that you know right do mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. Yeah. exactly exactly yeah mm-hmm. do your boys make special requests for the holiday um they make requests sometimes um they just get really excited about like baking like they're asking about making gingerbread houses so i told them mm-hmm. that we'll do that this weekend so they, you know, they like those kinds of little seasonal crafty things. They're excited, excited, of course, to decorate some cookies for Santa when it's time and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. this yeah. is your first year making a gingerbread house. Lord have mercy. Mm-hmm. Well, it. we're doing it. We're using a kit. I mean, I don't. I knowing you and Jay, y'all might be building no, 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 it for no, like girl, making homemade kit. gingerbread dough and stuff. Mm-hmm. But okay, no, we got a kit. Yeah. We got a kit. But just imagine a four-year-old. Yeah, yeah. They, you guys will just do the structure. The fun part will be for her once you put the white frosting on it, her pressing the candy and decorating it. I think that'll yeah. be the fun part. Make it look yeah. like the gingerbread house or whatever and Hansel and Gretel and stuff. So yeah, I can't wait. That'll be really fun. So mm-hmm. that's cool. We'll so do we that. You, yeah, we hope we gave you all some ideas about Christmas and holiday and food. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't make you hungry. <laughs> Oh my goodness, it definitely made me hungry, that's for sure. <laughs> so, you know, if you are interested in these recipes that we talked about for the holidays and you know, think about spicing up some stuff in your kitchen with your loved ones and you know, getting in there, put on some sexy music and get in there and making a dish together, you know, spice up mm-hmm. the rope Yeah, holiday season. But if you're interested in any of the dishes that we talked about, you know, inbox us on Instagram, mm-hmm. um on, on Twitter. And we'll we'll definitely do our best to give you those recipes. We aren't we aren't shy. We're not gonna hoard recipes. Right. We're not gonna keep them a secret. <laughs> Share them and tease y'all. And then, sorry, that right, was a family right. recipe. If you, want, if you want your kidney's recipe for Purdue, <laughs> um, our recipe for seafood lasagna, which is super easy, you know, just hit us up and we will um, you know, give them to Gladly you. Gladly share. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll be happy to share. And if you do make it, take a picture and you know send it to us, and mm-hmm. we'll mm-hmm. share it on the um, Instagram or, or on Twitter. So yeah, that'd be awesome. That's mm-hmm. awesome. So we'll take a break and come back with this week's watching romance and reading romance. Now I'm hungry. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I know me too. Oh my goodness. Oh. Back. So what are we watching this week? Or what did we watch last week? Let's talk about what we watched last week first. Okay. So last week, last weekend, um, Kyla Pratt, um, her Christmas movie aired for 2020. We look forward to her having one. Mm-hmm. You know, she hasn't had one as she hasn't been in as many as you know some of the other ladies, the Maury ladies and Tatiana and Keisha and stuff. But mm-hmm. you know, she's getting up there, and I'm really, really yeah. liking it. So she had a movie called "Let's Meet Again on Christmas Eve." It was starring her and a handsome young man named Brooks Darnell, who we Tatiana and I just realized we recognized him from a. Um, Christmas movie last year with uh, Tamara Mori. So mm-hmm. it was very nice to see him again. But let's meet again on Christmas Eve. Very delightful. Um, Kyla is working, you know, at a firm where she's an event planner and she was selected because she is the best selected to plan a Christmas wedding for a wealthy couple. And it requires her to go back to her hometown in Connecticut, where of she manages of her hometown. <laughs> yes, small town in Connecticut. She was living in LA, and she happens to meet up with her former boyfriend um, and love interest from college. He was selected to be the photographer for this big Christmas wedding because he's the best in his field and he's living in New York City. And actually, the movie opens up in a really sweet way, showing them in college where they had a whirlwind romance, but were together for a little while and loved each other so much, but he had the opportunity to go away to school abroad. He didn't want to go because he didn't want to leave her, but she said, no, you have to go. You have to go. Don't give up on this dream. If it's meant to be for us, we'll reconnect. And they had like this little plan where in two years they would meet at this Christmas tree, the same site on Christmas Eve. And then fast forward ahead, seven years later, Kyla's very successful at this advertising agency, like I said, selected to plan this wedding, ends up running into him. And, you know, there's a little bit of tension between them because she felt that he didn't follow through on meeting up with her. And it's a very lovely, romantic and funny movie. I really enjoyed it. You know, it's, it's just really, really delightful. Yeah. It was, I enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed Kyla's movie last year, which I think was about like a watch that got that went missing or something like that. But this yeah. was really good and I really enjoyed the ending. So, yeah, that yeah. was a wonderful week, a wonderful movie. What about yeah. you? Did you watch anything good that you want to talk about or Did anything I, coming I, up? I watched yeah. Christmas in Evergreen with Holly Robinson P. I watched that one. Um, okay. this Christmas bells are ringing. I love this one because it's centered on all the black folks in Evergreen. Okay. <laughs> so it was Holly Robinson. It was her future sister-in-law, um, her future stepson. Okay. Um, and then the girl and the guy, um, she wanted to start this Christmas museum, but but the guy, older man in town, was sort of against it. Mm-hmm. Family's, family's legacy and blah, blah, blah. And then her boyfriend um, is cute guy um mm-hmm. and shout out to this movie for so much dark skin beautiful black representation in very, nice. Very, very nice very nice very nice um mm-hmm. 
and um, I think Holly Robinson is an executive producer on, on this one too. Um, and you know, she wanted to, you know, she wants to stay in Evergreen and run this um, Christmas museum or whatever because the town is so focused on Christmas. That's what they're known for. Mm-hmm. But her, her um, boyfriend gets an opportunity to be uh, run some kind of gallery or something like that from another uh city and like i think boston or something mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. Massachusetts, and then she's like they're gonna break up and blah blah but they're so in love with each other it was just it was so it was so moving or whatever and then mm-hmm. and good actors I, I like i mean and then biblical i mean biblical lord have mercy holly robinson mm-hmm. was supposed to be getting married but her husband gets stuck in her fiance gets stuck in a snowstorm oh. and then um they kind of improvise and you know it's it, it's just so beautiful it's, it's a really nice one i like the fact that it, again it focused on all the the um black folks I like that too because yeah. I know you said it's a series that Chris that Evergreen right yeah I've never seen this mm-hmm. is the fourth one and Holly Robinson is the mayor of that town mm-hmm. Holly Robinson Pete so she's been in all of them but she's okay. the mayor of the town yeah yeah oh very yeah. nice and I watched um I think I watched Christmas Together uh with Vivica Fox it was on Ion um it was about this girl whose boyfriend they she broke broke up with him or something like that and then she decides to go to like a little small town in california to celebrate christmas mm-hmm. and fox realizes that she and the, the guy who's her neighbor kind of have chemistry so she's like kind of put them together and that was kind of cute it was yeah Ion is very like on the level of um, Hallmark, very Christian, and you know. Okay. Stuff like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was, you know, they kind of believe it or not, all these companies are kind of intertwined. They're production companies, so sometimes you'll see some of the same movies on, on yeah. Hallmark on all of them. So yeah, but this was cute. It was really cute. Um, so those are the ones. That, like I said, I also watched Mariah Carey's Christmas special, so it was bomb. Now, do you have to have Apple TV to watch that, or is that showing anything? Yeah, you else? have to have Apple TV to watch it. Okay, okay, but so if you, that's good. If you want to see it, girl, I'll let you log into mine. You can see. Okay, it. Yeah, I really need to see that. So I, <laughs> I know I have Apple TV, but I don't know what it what it includes. So I'll, I'll play around with it this weekend. That, so you probably are able to see it because that that's a must. That's not mm-hmm. negotiable. So yeah. Mm-hmm. What but, are we reading in um? Or have you finished your movie reviews? Because you watched well, a bunch yeah, of stuff. Yeah, but we have some stuff we're gonna that's coming up this week that we okay. need to keep the radar. Okay. Um, so on on December eighth, which is actually it was actually yesterday, um, was a Christmas for Mary. It's on my DVR. I haven't watched it yet. It has Vivica Fox and Jack A. Harry. Um, so it looks freaking delightful. I I cannot wait. Um, and then December twelfth is the Christmas setup with Fran Drescher. I put this on the list because it's even though it's Fran Drescher, it's LGBT themed and it's okay. Only, it's like the first mm-hmm. like fully LGBT movie on Lifetime. Yeah, with two male leads who are trying to get set up by the mom. She's like a mm-hmm. belly mom. Fran Drescher <laughs> kind of set them up. We and love Fran Drescher, so we yeah, that's fun. And then Christmas Carnival with Tia Mari comes on Hallmark November thirteenth. Okay, and then. Uh, another nice refreshing movie on Hallmark. I mean, on Lifetime, Sugar and Spice Christmas has all Asian cast 
Um, oh. Yeah, Jackie Lau, who has a, oh my gosh, she has such a beautiful face. I can't even describe it, girl. She's so pretty. Um, okay. she was on, and then and a, a couple other folks that you you recognize them. They're they're character actors. They've been actors for years. Okay. Um, all Asian lead. Um, it's so cute. And then also if um Ion, um Jennifer Freeman that used to be oh, on. Okay. Yeah, my wife and kids. Yeah, she's she's been been doing a few Christmas movies. Yeah, yeah, she's been in a couple. I I Mm -hmm. love Go Back Christmas. That is my favorite with her. That was cute with that guy from that um show with the light eyes or whatever. Yeah, Robert (laughs) Richard. Yeah, yeah. I remember we I reviewed Kinky with Robert. Oh, girl. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) that was anyway. (laughs) Um, But this is called Bowls of Holly. B E A U S bows. Okay. Of so it's like she's being revisited by her all her old boyfriends or something like that. Oh my gosh, how how funny! Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we also have Christmas sitters on December thirteenth okay. um, with, with Tristan May. Um, okay. And then um, BET December twelfth is Christmas lottery. It looks like there's a hot mess, but I'm gonna watch it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> sure enough, we'll be there. Mm-hmm. Christmas lottery. Just imagine what it's about. <laughs> that's all I gotta say. Oh goodness! But it's gonna be easy. But, mm-hmm. yeah. but um, sounds we, like an active weekend. People better go go to your yeah. um, your database because yeah, yeah it's a lot. So mm-hmm. much stuff, so much stuff. But it, again, you all don't have to write this down if you want. Again, go on our Facebook group and it's there. You can see mm-hmm. um the PowerPoint with all the things um listed there. Uh-huh. Um, um, but in reading romance, we have a couple more holiday recommendations because people seem to like those. Okay. Um, 12 Dates of Christmas by Rilsey Adams. Um it's a cute title. It's what it sounds like. A woman has 12 dates and she's trying uh-huh. to find the one basically. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and then a uh, dance all night. This is a kind of a short novella. Is by Alexis Daria. Um, I reviewed her book over the summer. Um, you had me at Ola, which I loved. Um, this is her book, um, Dance All Night. I think it's about salsa dancers who fall in love, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, how Christmas cute. Or something around Christmas. And then um, we have the Kwanzaa Brunch. Uh, I think I mentioned that one last time, but I def- it's, it's definitely by D.L. White. I had to go get confirmation. Okay. Um, D.L. White, the Kwanzaa Brunch. So, of course, shenanigans that happen around Kwanzaa with, with a group of friends. And uh-huh. then the last one is called Merry Little Filthness. Um, <laughs> it is what it sounds like. It is a very erotic uh, novella uh-huh. uh, by uh-huh. Nicole Falls. So um, I hope you all enjoy all those reads. That and enjoy mm-hmm. the Christmas reads. Yakini, are you going to read any of these or listen to the audiobooks? I, I might listen to the audiobooks. I, I can <laughs> try to do that. Yes. You have to. <laughs> if you don't listen to any audiobook, you have to listen to Body and Nasty. <laughs> no, I like, I love that one. That one is intriguing. I will probably do that one because yeah, I yeah. like the title. Yeah, listen to I'm Naughty and Nasty. That will that will get you that will get you through. Trust me, the holiday season. Okay, <laughs> I like it. Oh my god! Uh, but on that note, thank you all for tuning in. Thank um, you so much. Back. Wonderful. Yeah, we will be back next week, which will be is it going to be our last podcast before the before the I month? believe it will. I believe yeah. it will be the last one before we recess. So yeah, mm-hmm. so it will be our last one before we come back for the new year, and mm-hmm. so we 
time with our families and things like yes. that. And so um, we'll probably be talking about our um, Queens of Christmas next week. Probably. Yes, I look forward to that podcast every year. So that's going to be fun. So mm-hmm. yes, we're going to end our our uh, Christmas and holidays on a, on a super high note. Not having <laughs> more depressing topics. <laughs> yes, yes. So some fun things to look forward to for sure well you guys have a great week and stay safe yes stay safe and we will holler at you later all right bye-bye bye